and welcome back to Pottery More. This is the show where we expand on the episode proper and discuss a little bit of its context most of the time in a D&D setting. My name is Nathaniel and joining me today, as always, all the time, as usual, is the lawfully good person. Steven. There you go. Right. Oh, you're waiting for my, for me to say my yeah, name. I was oh, waiting yeah. for you. So yes, yes, okay, yes. Right. I like you to introduce yourself. I give you the I I fluff it up and then you come in and explode all over the place. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. Doesn't sound right, right at all. Oh yeah. What a start. It's have. it's like you know. <laughs> yeah. That that doesn't sound right at all because it sounds vaguely sexual. Which is so horrible because it's like masturbation, you know. On one hand, it's really good, but on the other hand, <laughs> it's just different. <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> masturbation feels really good on one hand, but on the other hand, uh. well, anyway, welcome to Part of Me More, <laughs> where we make ridiculous, <laughs> stupid jokes and try to make ourselves laugh. In yeah. the episode proper, we talked about Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. and I was thinking a little bit about the conversation we had. Right before the episode, yeah, right before the episode, <laughs> uh, uh, ridiculous so, conversation. Yeah, because it basically stemmed off from realizing that I drink too much water and you drink way too little water, which we averaged out, and we average out to a regular person. Yeah, yeah, kind of makes sense, uh-huh. and it led on to how I think you were thinking about like you why would, it's why a, do you just yeah. stay all the time? So I was saying, I was telling my, I was telling you that. When I'm You're watching at home, show at by home, yourself, watching a show the whole day, like, yeah. I won't be talking. I'll just be, and you wouldn't need the water. Yeah, and I said, oh, I think that's the problem because when I watch a show by myself all day, I'm typically talking to the show. I'm making the voices, and I'm <laughs> like, if I see a cool accent like Jamie Tart's accent, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'm an ugly, ugly boy. You know, like <laughs> how how would you do that accent? Like, oh, okay, maybe maybe he's like a goblin. I'm an ugly, ugly boy. You know, I just keep doing that throughout the whole show while the show is running. While the show is running, while right. I'm watching it, while I'm alone. Yeah, I, I but I do this when my wife is around as well because right. we weird like that. Okay. Yeah, and I I do that all the time. I think that's why I drink too much water because you're actually using your vocal prowess, whereas mine prowess is, is a bit strong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have to fluff it up while you explode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, it suits everything. <laughs> but yeah, I think, that, and I said that's the difference between you know wisdom DMs and charisma DMs. Yeah, everything's my hit. That's the problem. Yeah, it's it's all he's working up there. Whereas I'm watching a show going, ah, oh, ugly, oh, ugly, ugly. You know, that's the kind of things I do, and it reminded me a lot of the conversation of the GMs of Alexandria Roundtable uh-huh. where they were the toilet buddies. Yeah. And yeah, I think, honestly speaking, everybody should have... Well, not like that, but everybody should have a toilet buddy. <laughs> this episode is going way off the rails. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> is there any other kind, though? Yeah, no, there's no other kind. Yeah. But yeah, I think everybody should have another, or at least a, a, at least one other person, but preferably if it was a group, yeah. where people just bounce off stupid things. That's what we did. With we the... did that, yeah. Okay, I sent out some ridiculous <laughs> message for to a group chat with uh, me, myself, uh, me, you, you, yourself, and, and, I. and I think Steven yeah. was there as well. No, with you, myself, <laughs> no, he and wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm never with myself. No, yeah, I'm yeah. always with myself. All right. 21 of me <laughs> in oh, my <shit>. head. 
Yeah, but um, that, that's what that's why I keep doing these voices. The characters keep coming out. Each twenty one of them have the have their moment right. in the light. <laughs> yeah, but I sent a ridiculous message message uh once inviting me to have lunch with you and Sheena. Yeah, who and was also there in the in the chat with twenty one of me, three of you. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. twenty five person group chat. <laughs> But Telegram only says it as three people. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah, but... Yeah, but I think you were daring us to say... To read it out loud. Yes. No, I, Sheena started reading out loud. I, yeah, I yeah, don't know why. It, yeah. And then you would dare me to just read it out yeah. loud again because it's such a ridiculous message. Yeah. We sent a voice message and I decided to put on a voice, funny voice this time around. Yeah. And then you're like, hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I wonder how Erevan would do it. <laughs> oh. Then you started doing it for yourself as well, right? I, I started... Mm, I can't remember. And then you start sending it. Just, it just eventually yeah. developed into us doing character voices yeah. <laughs> for using that note. Which I think is something that all D&D players and DMs yeah. should have, you know? That you should have an outlet to try and express new... Because you definitely need opinions yeah. on your voices. Yeah. We're not professional voice actors like they cast a critical role. Yeah, even them, I'm sure they get opinions from each other as well. Well, no, I, at least I think for them, they record it and listen back. Uh, yeah, and then they, they have develop expertise, their own. Yeah, yeah they have right. that expertise. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> we are professional amateurs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very good at being am- amateurs. Exactly. So everything we do is just... <laughs> The base level yeah. of okayness. Oh, yeah. And so I think most people, we are average, kind of, in terms of ability, not in terms of personality. We are weird people with average abilities. Yeah, and in terms of drinking water as well, we kind of average it out. That, as exactly. Well. Yes, we are too. average. You and I are average. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Two of us only. Okay, no, Outliers. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> But yeah, I think everybody should have that outlet of trying to, yeah. to you know, bounce ideas off. And I think it would be very fun. And it would at least help you better yourself as a player, as a DM. And who knows, you might develop a skill of mimicking people. Or like making weird voices. Yeah. And that's always fun. Yeah. I think it's always, for me, it was always fun to come up with like villain voice. Mm. Or, yeah, or just having... Maybe when once you create a character, you kind of want, you kind of just need to play around what kind of voice this character will. Yeah, have. exactly. I think that's important. Yeah, and I yeah. do that during the shows I'm watching, <laughs> <laughs> like when, the, when inspiration strikes. Right, right. You know, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't leave any survivors. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I think honestly speaking, that is the best way to get inspiration. You watch shows mm. and you try and develop it yourself. And if something makes you laugh, then mm. then yeah, it's gonna be. I remember, I think I did it for you guys. There was a very serious... It might not have been you guys. I can't remember. There was a very serious moment. And then you see this big-ass fucking... I don't know, orc, I think it was. And just character. And he just... Very menacing. He was like leader of something. And then he just sat down and he says, Alright, let's begin. (laughs) I don't think it's us. I don't think it was you guys. Maybe it was somebody else, yeah. I love doing that kind of thing. And you can only really get there if you experiment a little bit by yes, yourself. definitely. Develop yeah. the idea. Yeah. Because that's how ideas come about. Yeah. Definitely. I love that. But let's talk a little bit about Ted Lasso. <laughs> yep. Because I have... The people... The characters in Ted Lasso are amazing. Oh, yes. Yeah. For one, I know I cannot imitate Ted Lasso's positivity, for sure. I'm a very negative person. As you all listening would know by now. 
I think I'm a very positive person. And you still can't do it. I, and I don't think I can do it. Yeah. yeah. I don't but, think you can either, but that's just me being negative. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not taking it too hard because I'm very positive. Yeah, okay. Hey, that's true. Kind of average out to be a normal person then. Outliers unite. <laughs> <laughs> but the characters there, between Coach Beard, mm, who yeah. is a masterclass of writing mysticism and like just an enigma. Yeah. And Roy Kent. Oh, we yeah. didn't mention is kind of a parody of fucking Roy Keane. Oh yeah, he, yes he is. Yeah, we didn't mention that at all, but yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, which is amazing, by the way. I mean, I I know the reference, but vaguely. But I would assume that someone like you would have appreciated. And yeah, I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, uh, especially when he became a pundit, I was like, "What the heck? You can't get any." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm glad he moved him out. Of, uh, Punditry and become a coach. Oh yeah, another yeah. moment that I didn't mention yeah. that I liked a lot was when after I think it was after the Tottenham match when they won. You see, yeah, well, that was when Jamie was being a dick or yeah. a prick, right? Yeah. And then they run onto the field, and just as they run, you see Roy hit butt Jamie. And oh, like, what the fuck was that for? So I can do this, and he starts hugging him. Amazing moment as yeah. well. He has to get it through him. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the characters on. Ted Lasso. Mm. Roy Kent's voice is so amazing. Like yeah. that gruff kind of... It reminds me a little bit of Henry Cavill's Witcher. Yeah. In a sense that they can say a lot, but they don't need to. Yeah. Because there are moments, for example, his speech about love. Oh, yeah. Especially to Rebecca. Yeah. yeah that was an amazing moment. Like, that's the speech I'm talking about. Yeah. That one speech, he can be very eloquent in his own way. Not yeah, the master of eloquence, so, yeah. but in his own way. And he more often than not needs not use so many words. He does not need to be so verbose. Hmm. He can just grunt yeah. and or with <laughs> for example, when he was when he went to see his niece's teacher, oh, and yeah. he realizes that he's probably the reason that his niece. his niece is cursing so much. Yeah. And he just goes Fuck. Yeah. Just one word, but it's the way he does it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. And th- those are the kinds of things that I would practice to try yeah. and become a better DM. Right, yeah. Just getting his uh, way of speaking. His mannerisms. Mannerism, his of, yeah. yeah. Because that affects that affects the way the character is perceived so much more than people actually expect. Yeah, and I think I think you're, you I think that's a very interesting point because we have our own personalities and all those, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and many we, of them. Many of them. <laughs> okay, many for you. <laughs> for most people, it's one. <laughs> yeah, but when you play a character, only generally what you... the All the, the mannerism... It still goes through a filter of you. It still goes through me. A and, filter of yeah, you, yeah. exactly. And I think all these are good practices to bring in a different persona. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that is very important in as a DM especially. Yeah, yeah and not uh, even if you're not a DM, if you're a player, it's also a very important of tool course. because as a you player, get to you... create more characters. Yeah. You get to uh, you get to differentiate your character yeah. from the regular norm. Yes, exactly, yeah. And if you're a person that's, that doesn't play D&D and you're listening to this, it's also a very good way to make people laugh. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. You have no idea how many times I've made people laugh with just this is Burke. And they're like, oh, whoa, that's 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 yeah. hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon, and yeah, it you can or like Ahanaman's family, you know, it just you can practice it enough. And I've been practicing that stitch voice since I was a kid. Right. Okay. That's how I started practicing voices. Yeah. I think that I and see. kind of Mrs. Doubtfire, the movie Mrs. Doubtfire with Robin Williams. 
Never watched it? Probably I have, actually. But I just don't remember the story. Okay. Anyway, he was yeah. a voice actor in that movie. And so, he right. does a lot. Okay. And it's Robin Williams. So, he does, like, amazing, ridiculous voices anyway. Yeah. From there, I just started practicing all these stupid voices. Right. Okay. And I lost my train of thought. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. It's a very good party trick. Ah, uh, yeah. I so guess so. So, if you're yeah. not a D&D player, you can still pick it up and do these kinds of things. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> but... I no, we're not just talking about this today. I kind of want to talk a little about the sports element of Ted Lasso mm, right. and how that might translate into a D&D context. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, Because a lot of people don't actually even think of doing those, maybe, I think, in my experience. I think it's very interesting though because not every sports in fantasy world works. has to be... Okay, not it works. I mean, like, it doesn't have to be combat. Yeah, exactly. Because... People do want to watch other things. They, mm-hmm. People want to watch sports stuff. Entertainment, Entertainment, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doesn't mean have to people beating each other, killing Precisely. each other. Yeah. And I, I know that I, for one, know that a lot of sports don't really translate very well to the D&D 5E ecosystem, mm. the D20 system in particular, that it's a bit difficult to try and come up with a sport that would fit into the context that will still be entertaining as a character watching it yeah. versus a player who's actually playing those characters playing it as yeah. well. It has to be interesting on all ends. Of course, yeah. Have you ever thought of anything that might come uh, there are into two this? That, two that I kind of think of. Okay. Uh, Quidditch. Quidditch is the one, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think, okay, so before even Quidditch, the first one I thought of is this game called Blitz. Okay. By in It appears in Final Fantasy X game. Okay. It's basically a turn-based kind of game. Right, uh, okay. where there's a bit of movement here and there. And I think it can be very interesting, but I feel the problem with this kind of game, if all your players are not really into it, for example, because the game, I would assume if you are playing 3v3, for example, okay, one person will have the ball, the other players have to kind of find space to get your position, all this positioning, a bit like football, right? The okay, could one you player... describe the game? Is... Okay, the game is be like football. So everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, I, I, I know. I, I, of yeah. course I know. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I never, <laughs> okay. I've never played Final Fantasy X. Yeah, but... so the game is a bit like football. Uh, okay, just let's just take it as football. Mm-hmm. I think that might be easier. Okay. Of course, Blitz is like a glorified version where you are swimming up and down, swimming in this sphere where there's two goals. Okay, let's take that out. It's okay. easier to see it. And of course, we're talking about the actual football, not the, the, the uh, fake actual, American yeah, football or exactly, the yeah. fake um, Australian footy. Yeah. You know, the actual football. The actual football. Queen's yes. football. <laughs> yes, Queen's football. <laughs> Commonwealth football. Yes, the yes. Commonwealth football. <laughs> Since the Commonwealth games happening nowadays, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> you just imagine two goalposts, maybe 3v3. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is that I think that in the game, all you need to do is score and there's a keeper and all that. Okay. And there will be me- the mechanics is as simple as like if you have shooting fifteen, there's a randomized number plus your shooting ability. Okay. The keeper also have their uh, stats wise, and then mm-hmm. a randomized number, and then if your randomized number beat the keeper, you score. Right. Okay. When you make a pass as well to your teammates, you the game kind of look into like how many players are in between you, and there's also another the person interception ability. Okay. And then a randomized number. And then if your number is still bigger, the ball will continue going. Okay. And then the next person, let's say there's two people intercepting. And then again, there's the person's catching ability plus, oh sorry, interception ability plus randomizer. Okay. 
And then randomizes if, the dice, right? Yeah, it's basically dice. Yeah. yeah. And then if you pass through this person, if it doesn't pass through this person, this person will, inter- will intercept the right. Okay. Ball. Something along those lines. That's how the game works in that game. Right? Oh, okay. Uh, and I think it can work. You can just modify little things like that using dexterity or strength or yep. whatsoever to, you know, uh, or even the distance between the player and the. So let's say you're five feet or ten feet apart, then maybe you only roll. Your modifier is lesser. Mm, your base okay. stat is lesser. Something like that, then kind of makes sense, right? Because if you're closer to the person, you're like marking the person. Right. There's high okay. chance of you to intercept the ball. But if you're further makes away sense, from yeah. the player, then you it's harder for you to intercept the ball. Mm, that kind of okay. thing. But I th- I feel the problem with that if everybody in the table is not into sports you if you are not holding the ball yeah you'll find it boring yeah <laughs> yeah that's you, true there's only but, yeah yeah if you are, if, but if you are into sports like me I'll be like oh that's very interesting that I wanna intercept yep. I will maybe try to drag this player away from the dribbling player mm-hmm. and then using my I don't mind using my turn just to be the person dragging away and I look oh yeah because of my action the right. defender is being dragged away. But I'm into sports. Yeah, <laughs> That's why exactly. I find it interesting. But if you are not, then it's very difficult. And hence, I thought Quidditch was the perfect game. Because most people who play D&D are, in fact, Potterheads. Probably. And if you have different roles, because in your, in, during your own turn, you don't need to just think of movement and tactics. That's but true, rather, yeah. Like, you are looking for the snitch. You're chasing the snitch. Mm-hmm. While the other person, I am using the ball, try to beat the keeper. So everyone have their own role and have fun in their own round yeah because they have their yeah their own role basically that's very true yeah so those are the two things I think of about sports so we'll talk about Quidditch in a bit because I want to expand on that but there is a sport kind of what I wanted to use because if you remember in our first campaign that I ran yeah um, the party was actually heading towards a kind of sports day event yeah, I remember that, yeah. And one of those events would have been a team-building sport. Okay. Which is the sport of kings, the sport of magnificence, the artful styles of dodgeball. That is definitely the sports of kings. Okay, here's <laughs> yeah, why. King. Because, okay, here's the thing. Like what you mentioned, right? Yeah. Most sports revolve around, let's say, basketball, right? Yes. American yeah. football, football, actual proper football, the real football, right? I mean, Auss- <laughs> and Aussie footy and like tennis and everything. They, yeah. revo- they revolve around one ball. Yeah. That's not the case with dodgeball. Mm-hmm. If, in case ball, you right? don't yeah. know what dodgeball is, you start in a, you start in a pitch, yeah. right? And you also have a starting baseline. And at the at the middle of the pitch, and the I guess that is the baseline, there are multiple balls. So let's say in a five-on-five team match, there will be five balls present. So it depends on your initiative and your dexterity to see who can get to the ball first. And you can plan to see which ball you want to take even. There's the starting off already. And the rules of dodgeball are you have to throw a ball, hit someone, and they're eliminated from the match. Or from the they're removed from the match. Then, if a teammate of yours catches a an opposing an opposition throw, mm-hmm. one teammate from out of the match can come back into the yeah. game. Yeah, and that is you can just build off that. So I thought, like, oh, this will be a cool idea to have because let's say you have professional dodgeball teams. Yeah, they will be the ones to be able to use proficiency bonus. Yeah, 
you are not professionals. You are exactly. amateurs. Yeah. No proficiency bonus for you. Yeah. You play on a pitch of I can't remember. It's off the like off the top of my head. I wanted to say maybe a a sixty by forty field. Okay. Maybe, and with that sixty by forty field, the ball you have an ability to throw it at short range, fifteen feet. Mm-hmm. At long range, sixty feet. Right. Okay. So if you want to throw it at someone who is in the direct opposite end of you, you can, but it's at disadvantage. Right. And the AC, obviously, it's just literally based on... Dexterity. Yeah. It's right. just your pure AC. So there, immediately you have monks and barbarians having a advantage, advantage yeah. of that. But don't forget the other rule is that you can catch them. Yeah. And I would say even if you hit or miss, they can still catch it. Yeah. So right there, you have an advantage on bards because they get to add jack of all traits if they don't even have proficiency or even if they have proficiency, you get to catch it. Yeah. So each class would have a benefit or a perk that kind of balances out the game. And you will be able to use strength or dexterity to throw the ball. But I also wanted to add that each player would have a set amount of HP that if you hit that limit, you are out of the game. I see. So you okay. cannot be brought back. So that's your stamina kind of thing, right? Kind of, yeah. yeah. So if, let's say, I'm a barbarian and I throw a ball and I hit you with five because my strength score is five, yeah. I hit you with five damage and let's say the strength score is ten, you're out. If you come back, I hit you again, you're out of the game. Yep. You cannot yep. be brought back. Yep. So I think that would be a really cool way to introduce a game in a D&D role that everybody knows dodgeball. Yeah, simple enough. It's simple and each person will have enough enough of a role to yeah. do something. Oh, that's very interesting, actually. Yeah. For example, if you on your turn you don't have the ball, there might be a ball lying down the, because someone yes. maybe just yeah. got eliminated. Yeah. You run, pick it up. If there is no ball, no ball available, choose the dodge. You know, yeah, and yeah. then I would say, if you're using the dodge, you get advantage to dodge. catch the ball as I well. I see. Yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, I, I thought about it a lot. I'm like, yeah, this is the sport that I want everybody playing because this could go on. And you can have three be, you can have three on three matches. You can have five on five matches, whatever you want. And I think it will go quick enough that everybody would have a lot of fun. Mm, yeah. I you see. can also yeah. hold your hold your action to do shit. I will also want I will also implement that in this match you could hold your action to try and intercept. I see. Yeah, kind of if makes sense. Have, yeah. yeah. If you have no if you have no balls on hand, this is, I didn't mean it that way. It's just this episode started really weird. But if you have no ball in hand and you don't want to dodge, you can always prep a intercept action. Right. So if someone within, I would say, half your movement away from you is about to get hit, you can intercept and catch it with a dexterity check. I see. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of the game that I wanted to do. And that is the most fleshed out idea of a sport I have that is already in my world. Right, I see. Okay. There are definitely other sports. Yeah. You know, but I, I haven't thought of them as I'm much sure. yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think a sport that everybody would agree with is something like, that translates very easy into a D&D role is something like mixed martial arts. Uh, yep. Which, because it's just combat. Yes. You know, and it's it's can be between more than one person and it's very easily translatable. It's yes. Just, yeah. It's literally just combat. It is, yeah. Yeah. But that's interesting as well, I think. It can be interesting as well, yeah. But without weapons, again, some people have advantages. Of course, yeah. 
Which is just your class, you know. There's nothing you can do about that, really. Yeah. Don't get into a fist fight. How about that? <laughs> so let's talk about Quidditch. Hmm. Again, that I w- I thought about it, but you come across the problem of one ball. Yes, there might be beaters, but there also comes the problem of the seeker. Mm. You, the person with the best perception, has to be a seeker, but they also have to have really good dexterity. Exactly to not right. Fall off yeah. the room and chase it down. Yeah, I think that's the crazy bit. That's well. such a good idea, and I thought yeah. about doing something like Quidditch, but I couldn't really. F- like fully flesh it out have you ever thought about it because I would think I the most boring role would be the keeper I guess so but I think it really depends on how quick the chasers you design the game for the chasers mm. because if the chasers portion is quite fast right? yeah, then the keeper will have a lot of things to do as well as well as chasers that's very true yeah yeah that's that's my thought process I think it just I, I think Quidditch itself has a the idea of the game where each players may have different roles, yeah. which is fun, but it may not be Quidditch itself. I think, honestly yeah. speaking, we can do a, like, with my intercept rule of dodgeball, Yeah, you can just implement it into the Quidditch so that the chasers portion will be a bit tougher as well, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's not yeah. just literally, oh, I pick up the ball, I fly it to the goal, I throw it, it's only one keeper. Yeah, yeah. That in, and yeah, I think, I, think, I think it will be perfect for chasers, for example, for, for myself, mm-hmm. who enjoys the tactical movement or with yep. your teammates or against opposition. Yeah. And I don't mind not having the ball and spending my turn really just swerving away or whatever, right? Yeah. I, I think that'll be Cutting off somebody. Cutting off, yeah, all mm-hmm. those things. But then for pe- people who are not super into like the this kind of tactical things, they can just play the, for example, the beater. Mm. The, you bludgeon people. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Every turn, you're just like, oh, I'm going to bludgeon this person. I Oh, I see the, the enemy seeker start moving. I'm yeah. going to hit him out with I think that'll be fun as well. Yeah. But another problem yeah. I thought about when I was thinking about Quidditch for the the sports day, yeah. the sports carnival, I guess, was three-dimensional. Yeah, so exactly. I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's more that of was the, the I'm idea. Like, yeah. How would I do it? Because I really want Quidditch. You know, yeah. it's such a good game and I really want to do it, but how do I go about doing something like that? And I just couldn't yeah, I think connect the, stuff, the dots. Yeah. That's the toughest one so far. Yeah, I really... Uh, yeah. I, that would be amazing. I think it's amazing, yeah. I will have to go and look it up now because it has been about three years since I thought about a sport for right. my world. Yeah. And maybe in the past three years, someone might have, you know, come up with some version of a homebrew Quidditch that mm. works. Because I did research it when I was writing that part. Right. Which was, like I said, three years ago. Yeah. Because of COVID and everything. But I couldn't find something good enough that I would want to implement in my world. Right, yeah. Actually, something interesting that come to mind after you mentioned uh, dodgeball. Uh-huh. Very similar side will be netball. Uh, sorry, not, not netball. Uh, volleyball. Yeah, but that's only one ball. That's the problem. But I... within that round, you have to pass to your teammates. True. That's true. And then you kind of co- have a lot of coordination as well, right? I guess so, but that would be difficult with the... I thought of volleyball, I think. Mm. But I thought it would have been difficult with the initiative portion. I see. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably have to redesign exactly. a lot of things. You have so, to yeah. rework it a lot. Yeah. And I think any sport, you probably have to redesign it and rework it. Definitely, yeah. The only one I could actually think of was dodgeball. Okay. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. What about you guys? Have you ever had any sport in your games... Have you ever thought about it? Let us know. 
you know, we might want to use them in our games. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And if we do use them, we'll definitely shout you out. <laughs> Let yeah. us know. You can reach us at the Polity on Instagram and Twitter. That's T H E P O D D I T Y on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know. Oh, sports man. I I haven't said this yet, but I really love sports anime. I don't think you've said that before, but on, I, yeah. I don't. I've never said it on yeah, an yeah. episode. But of I really course, love yeah. sports anime, and one of my sports favorite sports anime is Prince of Tennis. I heard only good things about it so far. Yeah, it's so good. And of course, Hajime no Ippo. Yes, that's my, fa- is, oh, that's my favorite spot. Yeah, anime. so good. But yeah. anyway, we will, I guess, talk about anime sometime soon. We, who Very knows, Very soon, right? yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it sometime soon. I'm saying this because we already have something planned, <laughs> but I don't want to spoil it. But very soon, we're going to be talking about anime. Mm-hmm. And thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to tune in on Monday where we'll be talking about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and we will talk about how awesome it is because I I will I will try and rewatch it and see if I can catch any flaws, but yeah. I have only positive things to say about it. Yeah, which is odd for me. I guess so. And thank you guys for listening. I've been Nate. I'm Steven. We'll catch you on Monday. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>